are here for episode three of the Paladin podcast. Uh, I've got Erica Clark here with me, and she has been a member for several years, and I'm going to let her tell us a little bit about herself. Um, I'm married to Sean. We've been married for almost 15 years. We have three kiddos. Cohen is 12, Crew is 10, and Marlo is 8, and I stay at home and homeschool them. Awesome. So they have been members of the whole family, really. Um, they've, they've been group class members, nutrition, coaching, uh, their kids join the kids class, um, they've done it all. So she's, uh, Erica's a really good guest to kind of talk about all of the things that we offer. Um, but first, let's start with how you got started. Okay. Um, we started with Paladin in 2016, um, so almost five years. Sean, my husband, was getting ready for a tryout and um, so he was coming in here to get ready for that. So he started, I think, a few months before I did. I think it was in March or something. And I was scared to join at first. Nope. <laughs> not being <So>, alone. <laughs> yeah, I was intimidated, I guess. Um, just, I think a lot of people have said this before, just kind of thinking the stereotypical, um, or I guess what you hear, that it's everybody's going to be, super, super fit. They're going to know how to do all of these things and you're not going to be able to do them and you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. And so Sean told me it was not that way, you know, but I had to see it, I guess, for myself. And so I uh, started coming in July and I'll say that I didn't really, I was working out at home. We had a gym membership for a while before that. I did a little bit of at home workouts before that kind of mix of that. I wasn't an athlete growing up, so I would not say that I was a super fitness um, expert, and so I guess that was part of why I was nervous about um, joining CrossFit and um, a different setup than I was used to, but I really, really enjoyed it, and um, it has put me out of my comfort zone. Um, things that I would not normally try or that I would be nervous to try, like in front of people, like we'll take turns doing some things, you know, and it's like <laughs> everybody looking at me, but, um, I think it was good for me. Like it's okay. And if I mess up and I fall down or handstand walks or something that it's okay because not everybody is good at those. And I've improved on things and it's been my most favorite form of exercise. And I think it's important for people to like know that most all of us don't know how to do things automatically. Like we have to fail a few times before we start to figure it out. And, and I think that's something that we get more comfortable with with CrossFit is, you know, I, I've always hated failing things in life um, and especially in front of people. And so that would keep me from trying things a lot, you know, whatever it was. Um, and But in, in CrossFit, you know, you're not failing you're probably not trying and so so you get you get used to that and the only way to to make progress is through failure so I think that that's something that that I've learned a lot from and and I think you can can say the same um you know it's 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 okay to not be great at everything at first and and it just gives you something to try so so you were intimidated at first to start um how long did it take you to feel Otherwise, I don't really remember an exact time frame, but I think once I figured out how everything 
works, like the layout or the schedule of the day or, you know, of the class, how it worked. I got more comfortable with that in that um, if there was a particular movement that I could not do or do as heavy, you were there to help give me the modification that I could do. And so I don't feel like it was that far in, you know, maybe just in a month or two, you know, that I started feeling like, okay, like, even if I can't do it exactly, I know there's going to be something that I can do there. And of course that started building up my confidence where I could start trying some other things and improving upon them. Yeah. So, yeah. so do you remember early, like one of the first things that you were super nervous about, but then all of a sudden you kind of figured out like, oh, I can do this. Like what was one of those first movements? about nervous I mean nervous like doing some of this stuff out like the gymnastics handstand walks out in the open I was nervous about kicking up and falling and hitting my head because we had done I remember doing a front roll one time and like <laughs> it was like a handstand front roll and I smacked my back and it knocked the air out of me and uh, <laughs> yeah I was like oh okay but at that point I felt like I was fine with people that in our class, like right. we all kind of laughed about it and it was fine. So I guess like first kicking up into it out in the open handstand was a little bit nerve wracking. Um, but now I still can't do a full walk down and back, but there've been modifications of walking to the wall that I can do or walking to a band on the rig where I'm able to do, take the next step mm -hmm. that makes it less nerve wracking but it is a progression from where I started. Right, yeah, because none of us go from like not being able to walk on our hands to just, you know, we can walk on our hands. Yeah. You know, we have to have those steps that, that get us there and, and um, it just takes practice. And, and I think that, you know, somebody like you that's just willing to try the, the things, you know, follow the steps, you, you see a lot of progress that way. So um, I think over the years, it's been fun to watch your progress and it's kind of, you're, you're one of those people that I think when you first came in, you would see some people, um, you know, doing pull-ups on the rig or doing something. And like, you would say like, Man, I, I sure wish I could be like them someday, you know, <laughs> but then when I have new people come in, they say the same thing to me about you, you know, <laughs> and you know, they watch you just plugging away on pull-ups or, you know, lifting heavy weight or doing handstand push-ups. And, and it's just kind of like, I love when it comes full circle like that, you know, it's just, it's really cool. So anyway, I don't know if you know about that, but well, yes, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you've been an inspiration to many people. Well, thank you. So what do you feel like has been one of the biggest, um, shifts for you, uh, since you joined CrossFit? You, You've, we've talked a little bit about the the physical part of it, but you've also done a lot of work on nutrition, yes. and maybe that's one of the big things that. Yes, I think that was the biggest thing for me. I was thinking back, kind of, to my fitness and nutrition journey, and and how it has progressed over the years. And I, we would start we started eat clean eating when our boys um, had dairy allergies, and it's in a ton of processed food. And so it kind of forced us to eat more healthy because, um, or eat things that were clean or that like grow in the ground and all of that not processed um, because they couldn't have it. And so we start, that was kind of the start of our paying more of attention to our nutrition. And we had a little bit of fitness in there. Um, but 
I will say that I don't feel like I really had that change until um, I didn't know the proper proportions of things. And I didn't really feel like awesome, I guess. Because mm-hmm. even if I might be, for the most part, eating clean eating type of clean foods, I was still maybe feeling sluggish or things like that. I, I was thinking back to this too with being at the gym and I felt like I kind of maybe hit a wall a little bit with the workouts and I would almost, I was still coming. I still made myself come, which I'm glad, but where I was kind of dreading it because I didn't feel very good. And I didn't, I was like, I'm not gonna be able to, when I'm run, I'm not gonna be able to run very fast. I'm not gonna look heavy because I just don't feel good. And um, I'm just going to get, I don't know, overwhelmed or something. And so, but I kept coming. But then I started um, meeting with um, Melissa and doing some nutrition coaching and um, really focusing on, I knew about carbs and protein and fat and things like that. But I think really Melissa helped hone in on exactly with what my goals were fitness wise, um, losing weight wise. Uh, I know I was not getting enough protein and I know that I was having way too many carbs, way too many fat and carbs were not as many vegetables. I like vegetables, but it was, it was see how many grams of rice I can fit into the carbs. And then I'll have some vegetables on the side, but through the nutrition coaching with Melissa, um, I've flip-flopped that it's, I measure out my vegetables or plan out the vegetables on my plate first, and then I add in the healthy carbs and things like that. So all of that to say, once I really started focusing on the nutrition, I saw a little spurt, growth spurt in the gym with fitness wise. I was also having issues with um, my shoulder and trap area and pull-ups were hurting, the ships were hurting. And when I really focused on nutrition, eating lots of vegetables, uh, lean proteins, good grains. I don't cut out everything. We still, we made up a plan where it could fit in with our lifestyle. And we, as a family, usually plan kind of a fun meal on Saturdays where we'll have a dessert or something that we don't normally have during the week. But um, anyway, so with my shoulder pain, um, I started seeing it go away. And we did stretches and different things that helped too. But I don't, I don't deal with that pain anymore with that. And of course, there are times that you can tweak a muscle and things like that. But it was a prolonged pain that I was having for a while that was really affecting my workouts. But, um, but then I saw more progress in the amount of weight I was lifting um, with pull-ups or handstand push-ups, just different things that I wasn't necessarily able to do before or I wasn't able to do as well. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. made a difference with my nutrition. And I think I also saw when when you got real dialed in there, just your energy throughout the workout. Yes. Like you you didn't kind of hit that wall. You were just crushing the whole workout. You know, you just were able to, yes. to find that next gear and keep going. It was the first time that I really thought, oh, this is what it feels like to feel good in a workout. And these other people around me that are moving fast or, you know, pretty consistently through the workout, this is how they're probably feeling because they're, you know, maybe better with their nutrition than I am. But so when you have that feeling and then 
you know, like, well, I don't want to, that feeling to go away. I want to have this feeling of, hey, I can plug through the workout and I can get get through it. Like you want to keep keep doing that. And if I ever get off the track, because I still get off track, um, I can tell a difference in my workouts. Mm-hmm. Super sluggish, super slow. It's very hot, like long breaks in between, yeah. between things, but it really is amazing. And drinking more, more water too, I think I yes. wasn't paying attention as much to that. Yeah, drinking water is huge. And, and I think so many people underestimate how important having enough water is. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too, like what you're talking about with your nutrition and everything, I mean, one of your goals was weight loss, but all that you, and, and you accomplished that, but, but all these great things happened. Um, they had nothing to do with losing weight. Yeah. Like you felt better. Your body felt good. You got rid of aches and pains that you had for a long time. Sleeping better. Sleep, you slept yeah. better. And I think we talked about one time you noticed, uh, yeah. like after kind of a treat meal, uh, that you did not sleep well. And, and when you're eating clean and you're eating your veggies and drinking your water, your sleep is much better, right? It's made me, I guess, learn a little bit about my body and how it feels with different things, like what you're putting into it. And I noticed just a little bit more achy if I'd have a treat or if it was over the holidays and it was like several in a row or something. Yes. <laughs> and even like, like your skin, like my skin would feel like almost itchy or burning. And I would think, well, I just had Christmas or whatever. And we just had lots of dessert over the last few days. Mm-hmm. And so I can feel like it's that I can pinpoint it a little bit better because I was, I most of the time pay attention to what I'm eating. And then I think it, it just helps me figure out all the other stuff. Yeah. You know, and it's questions everywhere. It's like, what is causing this? What is yes. causing this? It's very frustrating. Yep. And I think the great part of that is, I mean, you did, you did individual one-on-one nutrition coaching, nutrition coaching for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the best part for me is that you've learned so many things that you know, you haven't done it now, it's been maybe a year. Yeah. And, but you're still, you're still doing great. You're still able to use everything. Um, you know, it's nothing, what we didn't do anything crazy that was like short lived um, and you couldn't continue doing. But it also, you've got a great um, ability to just kind of keep seeking out more info and just kind of like trying to learn a little bit more and see it's you know, an experiment. Yes. It I is. like it. And I've, I've noticed with different times that I've kind of tried focusing on nutrition and, and improving it in some way, like what, like one of the nutrition challenges that we did, um, I feel like that was kind of the beginning of where I really started focusing on nutrition. That's probably been two plus years ago, two and a half years ago, almost two years, I guess. But, um, that was more of getting the balance of the food and everything. And then when I started meeting with you, it's like, well, what can we kind of improve a little bit upon that? And it was adding the vegetables in and making sure I had enough water and everything. And then I feel like I'm kind of in this new phase where I'm continuing all those things. Mm-hmm. I'm having the balance. I'm having the the vegetables. I even upped my vegetables just a little bit because I was finding that I was craving them more and I would rather have the vegetables, like a big amount of vegetables than like a tiny piece of bread, you know, that it would allow. I'm going to stop you there. (laughs) Do you think three years ago, four years ago, that would 
that you would ever say those words. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've liked vegetables. I, I do. But I think, I think figuring out exactly like how I like to fix them and noticing, hey, I'm fuller when I eat more full when I have vegetables. And like I said before, I did not cut out, I did not cut out grains. I, uh, I still have some with my meal, but it's a small portion, like quarter size, you know, or a quarter of my plate um, size portion. And then the rest of half of it's the vegetables. And then another quarter is the lean protein. But I kind of, I started realizing well, right now, am I just really hungry and I'm wanting to feel full or is it just, I really want to eat this one thing over here. And it's like, I'd rather feel full and satisfied. And so I'm going to have this more balanced plate with the vegetables. And, um, and then this, this, uh, um, I guess in this little phase of my nutrition with keeping on those little things that I've learned, um, mindset is a big thing for me. Yes. Um, for fitness and nutrition. And so that's something that I'm reading more about and learning more about as far as just, um, as far as the rest of, like we can't eat healthy 24 seven, like all through holidays, vacations. Like you wanna be able to live your life and have some treats right. and stuff, but you don't have to go overboard. And that's the mindset that I had before. It's like, well, I can't enjoy myself unless I'm eating all of these things all the time and as many as I want, but I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to sleep bad. I don't want all of those things. And so I'm really focusing on like, what's, what's a priority. What's, um, what's worth it to me. You know, it's worth it to me to feel better right now. And I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't have honed in on those things that I needed to before and realized this is how it really does feel to feel good. Yeah you know, and so, and it's not even an all or nothing. Like you said, there's still room to have, um, some treats sometimes. Uh, but we've learned that the more room you make for those, the less good you're going to feel. And so, well, and even going overboard, like even if it's a planned meal to kind of splurge on, Mm -hmm. I was still even like with one allowed meal of one allowed meal but just kind of with the plan that we had set up that I would tend to just be like well I've been eating healthy all week this is my time to really splurge Mm -hmm. and I would really go overboard and then I would feel bad the next day maybe into the next day and so I'm really like trying to be like it is not worth that like fix a nice serving of whatever it is that I would like to have a little splurge on and move on yes (laughs) wise words (laughs) (laughs) that way you can you know, enjoy life right. and not feel like you're deprived all the time, uh, but still feel good and not yeah. feel terrible the next day or, or more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I love is you mentioned at the beginning that you homeschool your kids. And uh, so you, you have some, some leeway there with, with coming up with the curriculum and you made nutrition part of their science class this year. I would love for you to talk about that. And just in general, how, um, you know, you have, how you've talked with kids about nutrition and kind of their take, because that is something that so many families struggle with. Um, they kind of feel like they have to eat, you know, they don't want to make their kids eat healthy um, because it's like a punishment, which, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of the, 
things wrong with thinking that way as it is. But at the same time, we don't, neither of us want to deprive our children of, of everything. So I would love you to, to kind of talk about how you okay. approach that. Well, we, I started thinking about it whenever I started doing nutrition coaching with you last year. So I started with you in May and then, um, that following fall, I thought I would like to do some type of nutrition with the kids. And so we, we got different books from the library. I ordered a few books. Um, one of them in particular was really, really good. Um, and it, I think it was called, are you what you eat? And it goes through basically the history of food and, how we started getting processed food into, you know, our grocery stores and restaurants and things like that. And it would talk about what is in it and how those things are not good for you. And then it, and it talked about the vegetables and we talked about all the different kinds of vegetables, all the colors and what the different colors mean and what vitamins and minerals you can get from the different colors. And so one of the things that we did, um, just a little a little project thing is we made a rainbow and then we cut we went through some magazines it went through some magazines and they cut out pictures of different fruits and vegetables um, that could fit onto the rainbow and we talked about like what our favorite vegetable is what our favorite fruit is um, and so we read a lot of really good nutrition books for kids and just the importance of nutrition for their bodies and growing and being active and they're in basketball, CrossFit, um, Milo is in dance. And so they're active and doing things, um, playing outside. And so it even talks, it even had a chart in there. If you have, you know, just carbs for a meal, you know, it, your energy goes up real high and then it crashes because that's nothing to sustain it, like the protein and fat. And so it had great visuals of teaching the kids. I thought it was helpful for me too, to see that, um, and so as far as incorporating that into our lifestyle with our kids, uh, since we homeschool, we're home at lunch and the kids will make their own lunches and they like to, they like to cook, which I think is fun. Um, we don't go out to eat very often. I enjoy cooking and they've begun to like cooking also. Um, but my, my one little rule, I guess, is that I want them to pick a fruit and a vegetable to eat with their lunch. I'm in charge of dinner, so they'll get vegetables with that most of the time. Um, but And it's not always super consistent of they may just have a fruit or they may just have a vegetable, but we get a variety. We go to Costco, we get carrots and cucumbers and bell peppers and strawberries and grapes. They have great produce there. And um, so they'll cut up celery, they'll cut up all of those things and have it. And we, I was trying to figure out portion sizes with them. And for a little while, I don't know if it was a good... Um, good thing or not, but it's however old you are, <laughs> how many pieces you have to have. It's <laughs> a good, you know, know, I whatever. Made, I just made it up <laughs> because they like little batteries, you know, yeah. instead of like, they might just have one little piece if they didn't necessarily want something that meant that day. I'm like, no, we need to make sure we're having, so that seems like a yes. reasonable guideline. It's not always that way, but um, they're definitely watching us and Sean and eat healthy too. And so I'm really glad as a family that we're doing all of that together. And um, we still have treats. They still will, a couple of nights a week, I'll let them have like a little thing of chocolate chips or something. But we do as a family try to keep it to 
one kind of splurge type of meal on Saturday nights. And it's fun because we'll either cook it together or Sean will grill or we'll go out to eat and enjoy doing something like that. But they're noticing and they'll ask me sometimes when they're making their lunch because they say you have to have a protein and carbon fat um, besides the vegetables and, and fruit. And so they'll ask me sometimes, well, is this a protein or is this a carb? And so they're learning what those things are and uh, I just think that's so awesome because we have adults, uh, you know, so many of us adults don't know the difference between protein, fat, carbs, and how they affect us. And even the different carbs, like there's a difference between vegetables and pasta. And, you know, they're both in, in the carb category, but they, our body, you know, gets a whole lot of different nutrients from those. And I just, I love that that your kids, you know, you're not forcing them to eat vegetables that they hate. You know, you're they not do have like, to try them. Yeah, they have to try they them. They have to have fun. <laughs> and that is a rule in our house as well. You have to try um, at least a bite of every everything that we have. Um, and 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 that's another tip that I think everybody needs to know. There's there's a studies out there some say it's seven, some say it's ten. There's some that say even as many as twenty times. Um, it takes that many times of tasting something before we can really form an opinion about it um, if it's a, if it's new to our palate. So when I told my son that, it made him much more open to trying things. Um, he knows that you know if he doesn't care for it, he we're not going to force feed him the rest of it. But it, he just knows that every time we sit down for dinner, whatever we have, he's going to at least have a, a little bit of it. Um, and then he also knows you know, he's not just going to get to eat whatever he wants all the time. So that makes him a little bit more um, participatory in picking out vegetables at the store um, because he knows he'll be eating them. So, you know, instead of saying, I don't want any vegetables now, he'll be much more likely to let us know which ones he does like. So, um, but I love that, you know, the kids, they, they are getting this education because nobody gets it unless you do nutrition coaching with us or yeah. you know somewhere else like you don't you don't learn this stuff and I don't know why and and maybe you do a little bit in school but it is it's just you know there's so many other things that are going over and you know I love I love what you've done with that and then I love that your kids are seeing that what you eat and what you put in your body it does so much more than decide whether you gain weight or weight yeah. um it determines if you feel good if you don't feel good it determines if you get stronger or not it determines you know if you sleep well or not it's so it's not just about losing weight and and that's where i really worry because so many especially with our young girls but but boys too you know so many times um as parents we're just worried about oh i need to lose weight i need to lose weight i need to go on a diet i need to eat better so i can lose weight and that's just, that's just not the best message that we can send to our kids um, because really nutrition is about giving our body the fuel it needs to run its best, whether that's, you know, our brain for thinking or, you know, the, the rest of the body for moving um, or just as normal functions for, for breathing and pumping blood through the body and, you know, filtering out toxins and all that kind of stuff. You, you can't, you know, you can exercise all you want. That's one piece of it. But the old saying of, you know, working off your 
poor food choices, that's just a myth and your body is still not going to feel great. And so I think, I love that your kids are, are already learning that they're aware of that. They're not deprived. They still get to eat cupcakes and they still get to, you know, eat macaroni and cheese and they still get all that kind of stuff, but they're getting a lot of nutrients and they're just learning um, stuff that they'll be able to take with them as they grow and get turned into adults. And they show up to CrossFit classes with water and, <laughs> you know, and these are things we also talk about in kids' classes. We talk about favorite vegetables, favorite fruits. Um, how much water did you drink today? Because, you know, kids just, just, they're not thinking about it. And so our goal is just to have them start thinking about it. Well, when you were saying about, we don't want them to have a negative view of exercising and eating healthy or diet, oh, I try not to say the word diet, you right. know, but that was something that I was worried about with starting this step. And if I was really, if I was weighing things or I was paying attention to what I was having and if they were, if I let them have mac and cheese and chicken nuggets that night and I didn't have it, I didn't want them to think, well, mommy doesn't ever have what we eat. And, um, so I try to answer them when they, I mean, when they ask me those questions, they're like, why aren't you having it? And I said, well, I'm just trying to, um, I have certain goals that I'm wanting to meet or whatever, but we're going to have a splurge, a little splurge on Saturday or something. And I remember saying this as kind of like a thing that went well during nutrition mm-hmm. coaching that um, Marlo was going to a birthday party on Saturday or something. And I think I was going to let them have chocolate chips when not during the week because they had asked for something. And then Marlo said, no, I think I'm going to wait and, and save my sweet for Saturday because I don't want to have too many sweets. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel bad. And so that made me feel like, okay, well, good. This yeah. is a positive thing that she's seen that I've, that it's okay to not have something sometimes and enjoy it other times and that you're not wrong or too strict or whatever. You're just making choices um, a lot of, I mean, a lot of it is based on how I feel. Yes, it is. And, and I, like you said, it's not just about losing weight, but it's worth it to me to not have certain things. So I know that I will feel, feel well. And, and also just, we have cancer in the family and Sean, my husband has had cancer twice. And so thinking about doing the things that we can do, I know it doesn't always prevent everything, but it definitely doesn't hurt and it helps a lot. I'm mean, sure. Yes. So, and, and why not? You know, like right. <laughs> the side effects of eating healthy are you just feel right. better. <laughs> right. So, so why not try it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I remember that story about Marlo. And then, and I think that's just so cool for kids to start thinking about, you know, moderation when they're young. It, you know, right now it's, it's just so natural for, for, for kids and adults to just anytime you're presented with, with something that's not ideal, um, just to have it, whatever, you know, treat, treat yourself all the time, (laughs) but that's part of the problem um, that we have. And so I love that, you know, we, we're, we're learning to kind of prioritize. Um, We're not depriving ourselves. We're just prioritizing. And, you know, for me, you know, I might decide, I know we have a get together this weekend um, and I'll probably want a glass of wine then. So I'm not going to have one tonight. And, but you know, it's, it's the same, yeah, same, same thing. So I love you that. You still enjoy it and you still, and you realize it wasn't that big of a deal that I didn't have something this night. I'm enjoying it now. I'm savoring it. I'm eating it slowly, drinking it slowly or whatever and enjoying it. And then you don't you really think I'm not deprived. Yeah. 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 And, and that's what, <laughs> you know, that's what 
we don't want to teach, you know, kind of an all or nothing um, philosophy behind nutrition. We want people to be able to do what works for them. And I think for most people, having the ability to choose when to have a treat uh, and, and just learn that, you know, it's okay. Sometimes you really want one, but you don't really need one. And it just works a little bit better to decide, you know what, I don't need it today. I want it, but I don't need it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until you know whatever the occasion is, and that way you can really and it makes it, it more special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I, I love that, and I love um, you know I think your kids are just gonna have so much from that. You know, as they get older, that and hopefully they'll be able to share it with their friends, and <laughs> because it's just it's it's something that we're missing um, today. So um, that was. Is there anything else about nutrition that you want to talk about? I mean, we could go on and on. <laughs> I know I could talk about nutrition a lot. Um, I guess I could kind of what you were saying with an all or nothing, just that's really how I am. I'm very black and white and it's like you do this or you do that. And so this whole process of really figuring out what is truly healthy and what is, um, good for our lifestyle and what we like to do and uh, all of that it's it's really taught me to um, to not be so black and white in in that obviously healthy healthy food like to me that's just like right now it's like that's that's just not it's just not an option for me to not have that like I really I do want that but I don't have to go super strict restrictive like I like in high, I was thinking about high school and how I'd be really restrictive, like if I felt like I needed to lose a couple of pounds or something. And I hate saying that in high school, you know, that's what, but that's, 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 that's I know. starts, if not earlier. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but our, and I know that it was not balanced back then. I was, you know, I'd be curious to see like what exactly I was actually eating. And then of course I would be so starving that I would just grab something and start, start eating it a less healthy choice, I'm sure. And so, I guess if it's any encouragement to someone that is kind of black and white and thinks that, thinks that it's all or nothing and don't think you can get out of that mindset, I hope that's an encouragement because I'm very much that way, but I feel like I've just, it's taken time and it's taken me time to figure out just kind of what, kind of like our patterns, I guess, of, and just with working, working out and what's important to us and those things. And so but I feel like I'm, I'm at a place where I'm not like scared to go out to eat because I think, oh, but I've, but I've been counting everything and I'm measuring everything. Well, now we have plate method. Well, if you go to a party or whatever, you can do that. I'll just try to do as many vegetables as I can. And it's not this panicky, like I'm either going to have to just overeat or, you know, eat something right. I'm not supposed to and just overeat or just not eat anything at all. And, you know, it's, Sometimes I do that. I, if we go to a birthday party or something, I don't feel like I have to have dessert. If it's something super amazing, then I might have a little bit. Yeah, and I think that makes you so much more likely to kind of look at it, you know, because we tend to, there's dessert, I'm eating it. And, you know, I don't know about you, but half the time I don't even like what the dessert is, yes. but it's just it's I know dessert, so we must have it. Yes. Now, you know, it's just like, is that really worth the, you know, aches and pains that I'm going to have later after yes. I eat this. And about half the time it's not, 
But I have candidates, so you know, <laughs> we have that choice, though. That's the beauty of it. Well, and I went through several holidays with the nutrition coaching, too, that I would maybe eat. I would choose things like what's what's worth it to me. You know, I'd have a little bit, but I didn't. I remember for the July last year, I had a burger patty and vegetables mm-hmm. with it, but I didn't have other things because it just wasn't worth it to me where I knew the things that were going to be them. Like, eh, yeah. I could do without it. I'm not going to make myself eat it, I guess. <laughs> yes. And, and that brings up, I just remember at that time, sometimes our family isn't always understanding, right? <laughs> that, that it's, we talked about that your kids are going to be way ahead of the curve as far as nutrition knowledge. And, you know, my family, they don't understand, um, what healthy eating looks like. Uh, not my, not my immediate family, obviously my, <laughs> my husband and my children know, but my, my father and, and my siblings, um, they, they just don't. My dad's idea of eating healthy is putting, you know, green chili sauce on his chicken fried steak. <laughs> and, and so they, it's just, you know, when I, when I get meat and vegetables, they just look at me like I'm crazy. Um, and they don't understand why I'm doing that. And, 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 and it's just, sometimes our family, they just don't understand. And they, they, you know, that, that can be an opportunity for us to kind of try to explain something to them about, you know, well, I like to eat these vegetables because they have a lot of nutrients and they make me feel good and I sleep better. Um, but also sometimes they just, it's, it's not something they're used to. And, uh, you know, maybe it makes them a little bit uncomfortable or maybe they feel maybe a little bit insecure about their own food choices. Um, and so just, I would say, if you're, if you feel like your family members aren't supportive of your nutrition journey, just take it with a great assault because, um, you know, if you can help educate them, great. If not, that's okay. Maybe in time, you'll be an example for them. And, um, you know, maybe they'll, they'll at least think, think about eating some more vegetables. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. I mean, our, I know sometimes going to an event, like, oh, it's a celebration. You should have something. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm fine. And I had to get, I had to get over feeling like I was either hurting someone's feelings, but not eating something that they made, or, um, I didn't want to look like a snob, <laughs> you yes. know, like this is not good enough for me. You know, yes. I did not want, that's not what it was. Cause most of the time it's stuff that looks, you know, really good that I would like, but, um, but yeah, there were times that maybe Sean and I were going to be going on a date the next night and that was going to be more worth it to me this splurge than, than to at this cookout or something. Yeah. And, um, and going out of town, I packed my food. I have brought cut up chicken and cut up vegetables and hard boiled eggs and things with me, like going to visit family. And I thought it would be a big deal or I would feel like awkward bringing it. And it wasn't, it was not a big deal. And I found myself enjoying myself more mm-hmm. because I would usually allow one meal while we were out of town or doing something to splurge on, but I felt good the rest of the time. And I wasn't thinking back to other years of going out of town. It's just like, okay, going out of town signals, eat whatever you want, eat tons of chips, eat tons of crackers. And then you get home and you just feel horrible. Yes. And so I, I got over the feeling awkward or feeling like a weirdo bringing my own own food and so and it's fine I got through holidays and vacations with that and and I'm curious how many people out there feel that same way and you know if more of us just didn't worry about it we just ate what we know is going to make our bodies feel good like that might 
give other people the okay to do the same. And, yes. you know, before we know it, all of a sudden we're all eating a little healthier. <laughs> well, I will say this is a shout out to my sister-in-law. She has celiac. And so she can't eat out. She mm -hmm. can't eat at people's homes because she's so sensitive, not just to gluten, but other things that she has to pack her own food. And she has to take it into restaurants if we go out to eat as a family or out on vacations or things like that. And really, I will say that that makes it easier when you know that someone else is doing the same thing. Um, and so we can bond through that. Yes. <laughs> that type of and I think that's own. really good. You know, yeah. like she now doesn't feel like she's like the, the only, only one. one. Yes. And, yeah. And, you know, she's got somebody <laughs> else in it. And it's like, you shouldn't feel bad for eating healthy. Right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I just, I think that's good. Um, but, but those are some of the struggles that can come with, with trying to change your, your nutrition habits. And, um, and, but I just, I, I love how you've just kind of attacked each challenge and, and every time you just try to do, you know, see where you could improve a little bit, or, you know, you just kind of analyze it and see, you know, where there's room for improvement or where, where maybe, oh, this didn't really work so well. And, and, and I think that that's the key. Like, we're never going to just be able to flip a switch and have everything. Okay. This is the way it's going to be every time because it's always evolving. No, and it's still hard. Yeah. It's still challenging at times. There's times where it's like, oh, this is easy. I can keep going. And then all of a sudden it's like temptation to start eating everything in your pantry. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, but I will say, I have noticed that if I just say, and I think you gave me this tip too. Like if you feel like eating something like kind of off your plan or whatever you're doing, give it to the next day. And usually that craving goes, goes away. And, um, it really does. If you give it some time and just don't give into it, mm -hmm. just, you have to entertain yourself with other things. And sometimes it just feels almost unbearable, but, and yes, I, mess up and I say mess up, but I will give in to a, a craving or something. Right. And then most of the time I'll regret it. But if I think about how I will feel afterwards, if I decide to choose to have something off my plan, it's usually, I will feel bad. I will not feel good. You know, my body will not feel good. And, and then in a way I've kind of let myself down because I've had have these goals and what I'm wanting to eat. But if I'm the book that I'm reading right now, it's like strengthening my resistance muscle by saying no to this. And then I'm like, Hey, I can do it. So next time another craving comes, it may be a little easier, you know, you never know. And so anyway, and just having the freedom to, to know that you can eat what you want. Mm -hmm. You just, you know, you, you just have to decide, you prioritize it. Like do, if I always eat what I want, if I always give in to that temptation, I'm not going to reach my goals. I'm not going to feel better. Um, you know, I'm not going to perform as well in the gym, but if I can make, make it to where I most of the time stick to the plan and once in a while I go off plan, it, it's going to make all the difference in the world. But I think that that's something that is probably something that people struggle with a lot. It's just giving into temptation at every whim. <laughs> and, and, um, that's, that's probably the biggest thing that if I could just like help people learn that it's, it's okay to just want something, but not have it right then, yeah. you know, just delay it a little bit and just, just keep trying to delay it and see how you would feel all of a sudden it's like, well, that's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. And I think it that's really what you've, you've done really well. It's yeah. just kind of learn like, 
I mean, yeah, I would love to eat whatever I want, whenever I want, chips and queso, but you're not going to reach your goals that way. Yeah. And your body's not going to feel good that way. So, you know, I think that's great. Um, so recently you and Sean have switched your membership over, um, I want to talk about this because it's, it's been fun for me, honestly. Well, <laughs> fun and scary for us. <laughs> um, but they have recently switched to, they come in once a week for a, what we call it, it's, it's a private session and it's just the two of them. Um, and it, there's a few reasons behind it, but one was time, uh, just kind of trying to consolidate time and, and make it a little more convenient. Um, so what has that been like for you? transition from group classes to to the one-on-one training sessions well it was a it was a hard decision to do that because we enjoy coming every day to the gym but with homeschooling too we were kind of i like to you know write it out and see like how long things usually take and realizing how much of our day with um, driving to the gym and everything was taking out of our homeschool day and that's really my job right now and so we need to they would work on school here and so it was a hard, tra- hard transition to do that, but Melissa has made it work for us, which has been perfect. So, um, so we are working out at home Monday through Thursday and, um, during quarantine, I hated working out at home because I just did not, it was hard to motivate myself when you're in a group class, there's other people doing stuff there. It's a little bit of friendly competition of like, I want to keep track with, or, you know, kind of stay on pace with this person, you know, or your coaches are there to help you get along. And so it takes a little bit more effort on our part to be disciplined and get up and do it. Cause we're trying to keep the same similar schedule of the, like the class time we, we come at eight 30 in the morning. We try to kind of work out about that same time every day because that time was good mm-hmm. in our day. Um, it's just it's a, the, the back and forth, the back and, and forth of it. Yeah. And it's just time to get to settled. And yes. Yeah. So, um, we use the partially loaded workouts that are on the beyond the whiteboard app. And I thought, oh, there's probably not going to be that much variety on here. You know, like we're going to be doing dumbbell snatches all the time, you know, which I actually like those, but, um, it's been more variety than I expected. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like we've been able to tailor the, with what equipment we have. We only have one set of like adjustable dumbbells. So sometimes there's a little bit of, I think we're probably going to add some more dumbbells to our wish list. So Sean and I can work out more together. Sometimes we have to alternate and stagger our working out. But um, anyway, so it's been going really well. And I think there was probably a weekend there that I probably didn't push myself as hard. And I thought, I don't want to, because there's a certain feeling you get when you work out at the gym mm-hmm. and it's this exhausted, but really good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> exhausted, <laughs> but accomplished. Accomplished, <laughs> yes. And so I wasn't feeling that with some of the workouts. And so last week, I was like, I need to really kind of bump this up some. And so I was pushing myself a little bit harder, going a little bit heavier. Melissa wasn't there to tell me which weight to do. So I would <laughs> have to just think. Melissa would say, do this. this." And so really last week, I felt like that was a really good week of at-home workouts. And then we come on on the Fridays and we get really worn out after that Friday (laughs) Friday workout. But I really like it. 
And even though we don't have a pull-up bar, we don't have barbells, we don't have a rower, we don't have a bike, we can run, we can do double unders, we can um, use the dumbbells for things, burpees, all of that. We've been able to do some version of whatever workout y'all are doing that day. And so I feel like it will be really good um, for us and it's helped giving us a balance of some in-gym in time and helping with our schedule and time. And then I think as I start school with the kids this next year that we'll really notice a difference that um, once their activities start going in the afternoons, our school doesn't, won't go up till that point. Like right. we'll be able to finish school a little bit earlier and have a little bit of a breather. Breather, I think will be good for yeah. our schedule. So, so far, I guess it's been about a month that we've been doing that. And um, there are some days that I have, I have a bad attitude because I have to make myself do something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's when you're here at the gym, you're already here. So you have to do it. But yeah. at home, you could just say, no, yeah. but I've been trying and it helps that Sean's doing it too. So it's one of us, if one of us is working out, most likely the other person is not, you know, not getting not out of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then when you guys come in for your Friday workout, I have fun with that because <laughs> I get to just kind of customize the workout. Um, I just kind of come up with something that I know will be beneficial for you, but also I try to make it to where you get at least one fun thing that you like, okay. and then one thing that maybe you don't love, <laughs> but it'll be good for you. Right. <laughs> so like like the, the workout a couple weeks ago we did with the um, running and box jumps and wall balls and handstand push-ups, and you know I knew a couple of those you were okay with, and a couple of those you weren't going to love, but it ended up being a good workout. It was fine, <laughs> and the way that it was set up, it was like a good good for me mentally with wall balls because I don't like wall balls but it was a bunch of them and a break a bunch of them and a break and so that that helps me and I, I was also going to say with I was wondering how working out at home and then coming at the gym on Fridays like would we feel like behind like would we lose that strength for pull-ups or handstand push-ups or some of the heavier weight with the barbells and I don't I don't really feel like we've seen that, which is encouraging to me because I was afraid that I would lose some progress in some of those movements that that I had. And there's obviously always um, things that I can improve on and get better at, but I didn't lose my pull-ups completely. Yeah. I hadn't done them in a long time and we did them Friday and they were very slow, but I could still do it. <laughs> but you did them and you looked very strong at them and... The one thing that I'd say maybe has fallen off a little bit yeah. was your calluses. Yes, I have. <laughs> you and Sean both my hands, pretty good. Yes. <laughs> it was kind of a rough weekend with our hands. And <laughs> we'll have to work on that. That'll be the one thing we need to yeah. find a find an at-home plan for, yeah. keeping those calluses yes. up. Um, but yeah, it, and for me as a coach, I love having that opportunity to work with you guys kind of one-on-one -on -one because I just, you know, after working with you for so long, I know the areas... Um, where we can push a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so I like to give you those challenges um, and I can just kind of make the workout just for you guys and, and kind of hit, hit those things where, you know, th these are our specific goals. This is what I want you to do. Um, and I think you just get a lot out of that since you only get one in-gym workout yeah. a week. I, I love it. I love doing that because it's super effective. So. Well, it is, I say it's scary when we come on Fridays because then we never know what Melissa's going to plan. And when she tells us the workout, I sometimes think, 
I don't know if I would be able to do that. But you have this gift of seeing the potential in us. And I was going to mention this earlier when I, it was, I don't know, maybe two years ago or something. And I still hadn't gotten double unders. And I remember you came over and you were like, you're going to get it. And then I tried it and I got it like, the first time. <laughs> and, but even like with heavyweights or certain number of reps or things like that, I, a lot of times just do not feel like I'm not going to be able to get that, but that's where it's awesome to have a coach that can see you've been able to do this and this and this, I can see the potential. You can, you can do that. And I've learned a lot about how much my body can do. Like, I think I just didn't realize how much, how much it could do and what limits you could kind of push with it. And so I think that's fun, especially getting older and thinking and not being an athlete growing up, like I mentioned that I was like, well, being athletic is kind of in the past, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom of three kids and, but it's, I, it's a, it's a thing that I am that I feel like it, I feel like an athlete. And so that makes it, makes it fun. Yes. Yes. And I've, I, like I said at the beginning, I love watching your um, progress through the gym and, and just your confidence with, with, with attacking things. And, and it's just, it's been super fun. And, and I love working with, with people such as yourself that, you know, growing up, they didn't do necessarily sports or anything. And so they don't, they don't feel like athletes. And then all of a sudden they get in here and they start kind of learning some technique and learning some form and learning that, you know what, we all have an athlete inside of us. Yep. So I think that's definitely true. It's pretty fun. Well, is there anything else that you would like to add? I think we've probably been <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I have anything else. Right. Well, thank you for being my guest for our having. third episode. It's been fun. It has been. Thank you.